Hello friends, it's Nisi here and I'm really excited to introduce this new project to you called NT Book Review. If you know me, you know that I have been producing content um, for a couple of years now. Um, I started with a blog that was focused on leadership and nonprofit management, um, which was housed at NisiTaylor.com. And for the past three years, I've been writing at my um, new blog, which is called MyVirtuousHome.com, which is focused on everything dealing with life and my journey to being a um, single mom, a working mom, a conscious human being who um, has a passion for traveling and reading and really loves my son, really loves the work that I do, um, and also really just wants to see our world be better and really wants to help raise the consciousness of um, the people that are here during our time. And so that is an ongoing project of mine. I love connecting and writing about um, spirituality and inspirations that I have in that space. And so um, I'm sure plenty of you follow me on that space and know kind of just what my style is and that I talk about everything, no holds barred. Um, but this project is, is really focused for me on um, some of my favorite reads. It, I read a lot. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm always sharing my latest book reads. And out of that has come um, a hashtag and a, a, a movement of that I call Nisi's Library. And it's just a resource where I can share um, the books that I'm reading. It's a space where I can share and offer up um, recommendations and a store for you all to then go and get some of my favorite books. And, and so I felt like this space here, um, this book review space, would be a good place. Um, this is not going to be your usual book review. We're going to look at what I'm currently reading, but we're also going to tie those into current events if they're relevant. We're going to look at some of the... Um, things that are inspirations for me or some of the inspirational ideas that come up for me while I'm reading something books and whatever else comes up, whatever else I feel like talking about, honestly. Um, I may make this podcast into an actual YouTube channel, uh, you know, post on my YouTube channel as well as the podcast. But for now, we're just going to do the audio because um, I don't know how to do all that yet. And, and so this is going to be... A book review but it, I hope that it's not just kind of like your well this is what this book is about and so I would love to hear your comments and as we grow this audience and this experience together um, I would love your feedback um, on what you would like to hear <coughs> excuse me so the first book that I am going to review is called um, on the run fugitive life in American City and in in an American city, and it was written by Alice Goffman. So I picked up this book at our local um, Albuquerque Bernalillo County Library, which I love the library. I have had a love for the library since I was a little girl. I used to volunteer my summers there to help. That's when we still had card catalogs, and I used to volunteer my summer to like help refile and help. Um, reshell books and I've just and do like summer reading clubs I've always 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 just loved the library I was always the one at Pizza Hut getting my personal pan pizza you remember that when you read like five books 
You had to go to Pizza Hut and get a personal pan pizza. I was always, always up in Pizza Hut because I have just always had a love for books. And I guess I just give this a disclaimer. A lot of books that I read do come from the public library because I believe in supporting our public library. I purchase a lot of books as well. And really, it's just a matter of what becomes available first. If I can get it from the library, I'll get it from the library. There are some books that I absolutely want to have on my personal shelf. But um, I believe in just getting the books and having the ability to to dive into them and so I'm not um, stuck on like oh I can't get a book from the library I have to buy all my books because I like my coins too and so if I can save money and support our local library and not have to purchase a book I will do that um, but like I said there are a lot of books that I just really really want to have on my shelf so I should say that I got this book on the run from um, the the library here in Albuquerque and a bunch of books that I have um, have been generously donated by the Rich, Richard A. Friedman Trust and I noticed that there was a theme popping up that a lot of these books were being donated by um, Mr. Friedman's Trust had kind of like an urban type um, socio-political theme to them so the work by Wes Moore was one of the ones that had a, the, one of the nice red stickers in it that it was gener generously donated by the Richard A. Freeman Foundation. Um, I have another book called I Am Not a Slut by Leora Tannenbaum that was also donated. And then um, On the Run by Alice Goffman was generally do generously donated by the Richard A. Freeman Foundation. So I wanted to look look this up and find out um, who Mr. Friedman was and um, if he had an interest in kind of like socio-political um, urban development type themes or feminist themes and so from the ABC library from the Albuquerque Bernalillo County Library website it says that Richard was a native of Albuquerque he graduated from Highland High School which for my listeners who are not from Albuquerque or New Mexico that is um, one of the oldest high schools here in Albuquerque and he also went to the University of New Mexico. His great passion in life was reading books. He was a lifelong student who enjoyed all kinds of literature, particularly science, mathematics, and history. Richard regularly borrowed books from Albuquerque's public libraries and was a dedicated public library supporter. Richard left his state for the benefit of the Albuquerque Public Library. The resulting Richard A. Friedman Trust enhances the public library's collection and provides designated areas for reading, study, and contemplation. Richard's generous legacy will have a positive impact on generations of Albuquerque citizens. And so um, I just, you know, I think that's awesome. Like I said, I've had at least three or four books that have come in in the last um, four months or so that had that nice red sticker that they were generally, generously donated by the Richard A. Freeman Trust. And so I really appreciate that because they are themes that um, I tend to gravitate towards. So I'm, ha I'm happy to have the opportunity to have read some of these books. Um, and so On the Run, Fugitive Life in an American City by Alice Goffman is a book written by a sociologist who had um, spent six years living in the inner city of Philadelphia 
to look at um, this particular neighborhood and look at how the war on drugs has affected inner city residents, um, specifically uh, African Americans and males. And so I was really interested in this book because I have an interest in urban life. I have an interest in um, our policies on um, marginalized communities and how we um, have built policies that have disenfranchised already disenfranchised folks. So I was really interested in this book and interested on this take about it. Um, I think that it was interesting that here she was, you know, a privileged white girl who chose to follow this path, which could be thought of either way. I actually um, don't really have feelings on that either way. I think it's, you know, it is what it is. It, it's, I was a privileged black girl when I moved to Baltimore and was doing prisoners' rights work, marching into the Baltimore City Detention Center. Um, and so, you know, I don't really have a take on that. But I think some of the reviews that I have read, you know, say that, like, you know, they weren't too happy about the fact that it was another white girl, chrono, you know, looking at um, an African-American problem and trying to live that life. But whatever. Um, my review on Goodreads was that I really wanted to like this book. Like I said, I liked the concept of it. I appreciate as as a sociology sociologist, I appreciate um, an ethnograph ethnography looking at um, looking at this. But I felt like it was too basic and too repetitive. And so what Alice does is she lives in the inner city for six years, and um, she she hooks up like becomes friends um with a couple of guys and that leads her to end up meeting their inner circles and then that those circles fans and so she follows them for a period of six years and she chronicles she she chronicles their time um in and out of the prison system their interaction with um the with law enforcement and she really looks at like the different dynamics of going into prison, trying to evade going to prison, violating parole, which then could send you back to prison, and all of the different strategies that folks from inner city um, communities who are kind of operating in this realm um, employ. Like I said, I thought it was a little bit repetitive, but I, I think that... Um, you know, it does relate to current events, right? It it can show for many people. And so my review on Goodreads, if you're on Goodreads, you can go on Goodreads and read my review. But what I said on Goodreads was that um, I wanted to like this book so much because she reminded of myself during my young advocate days where I wanted to commit a petty crime to be booked into the Baltimore City Detention Center. So I could really see what was going on inside. It was, you know, but I just felt like the book was very basic and very rep repetitious. Um, it could probably be half the pages if she didn't repeat everything so much. Uh, you know, if I were still teaching, I used to be an adjunct prof professor at Village Lee College in Stevenson, Maryland, right outside of Baltimore in Baltimore County, which is now Stevenson University. 
if I was still teaching um, Sociology 101, I'd probably put this book on my reading list because so many people don't have a clue about the reality of inner city living. They don't understand the cycle of um, these policies and how folks like go into jail, get out of jail, violate parole, end up back in jail. So then their whole life becomes like trying to evade law enforcement and parole, probation and parole, so that they can stay out of jail. If you have any dealings with the inner city, you know this stuff. And so I was kind of surprised by some of the reviews on um, my Goodreads because it got some pretty high reviews. And I felt like, oh my gosh, this is so basic. But the fact that these reviews were so high made me realize that like this is not common knowledge for a lot of folks. And so I guess for a lot of folks, this book is probably really informative. The reason why I read this book um, last month, two months ago, actually, I read it in May of 2015. But the reason why I'm talking about it now is because I was, as I was listening to the New York Times book review podcast this week, they were talking about that a professor is now wondering if Goffman actually committed a crime as an accessory in one of the stories she's told. And it's a story that she tells about um, her and some of the guys from the neighborhood were going to um, make things right with a group of, with, with, folks from another neighborhood uh, basically like get back at them for what they had done for like shooting up their neighborhood. And so now they're wondering if she actually admitted to being an accessory to the crime by the story she told. And so that made me think, Oh, you know what? I need to talk about this book. Um, so like I said, I think it does, you know, give you a look into why people of color um, have such a dislike for police and what that relationship has looked like uh, for so many years. Um, and then, you know, how that amplified in the last 40 years with the war on drugs um, and, and how that that practice is still very pervasive. I tell you, when I was doing prisoners' rights work in Baltimore, really what we looked at was that we, we framed the work that we were doing as a public health crisis. Because remember, a lot of these folks are cycling through pretrial services before they're even found guilty. And so you get them into um, detention before they've had trial. Uh, so they're, you know, innocent and proven guilty. And they enter into our facilities all across the country and their standard of care may decrease, right? Like those who are dealing with um, infectious diseases or diabetes or high blood pressure, like life-threatening epilepsy, life-threatening um, illnesses, if their standard of care decreases at all, that could create um, a major crisis for them individually while they are inside the institution, while they are being institutionalized. But then when they get out of the institution in 90 days or 100 days or a year um, and their lack of lack of medical care, then they get out and they become a greater risk uh, to the rest of society. And so it can be looked at a public health crisis. Um, and like I said before, you know, from my days of teaching in an undergraduate setting um, with at, at a you know, sociology 101 level, 
um, we did get students from all over the state of Maryland from some pretty rural communities who said, I've never, I've never talked to a black person in my life. So me standing in front of that classroom as their, pre their professor was their first time ever interacting with a person of color. So I think it is important that um, folks understand and have opportunities to look at it in this way. And so that's why I said, you know, if I ever went back to teaching, I probably would add this to my sociology 101 reading list because there are people who um, have never interacted with people of color, who have never acted, interacted with folks who live in the inner city and who have never interacted with folks who are involved in um, this kind of lifestyle. And so for them, even though it's pretty basic for me, for them, it's probably not so basic. Um, so I gave it three stars on Goodreads, and you can go on to my Goodreads and read my review, which I just um, summed up for you here. And also some of the other reviews I think is probably helpful for you to read. Um, if you are, if you have worked in the inner city, if you kind of have any street knowledge and just know how this works, this book will probably be a little uh, repetitious for you. Um, but I still think it's a good read. Um, you know, I I kind of like, I when I was reading it, I had a hard time because I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I really brink on like, are we exploiting people for their life? You know, like I really like that line I have to walk and it, it's a really fine line for me. And so um, I could only give it three stars. I felt like, you know, she made very valid points. Like it is real, but like, and there were some stories that came up that I didn't know about. Like I didn't know people bought pee to go test clean. So like there were some, there were some things that taught me, but I felt like it was a little repetitious. Um, the other thing that I wanted to highlight that is not necessarily brought up in the book, but is in a certain way. And so I wanted to link that to that is that today still some of the effects on the war on drugs in the work that I do is that we see clients and individuals who go into jail because they committed a crime or they were using drugs. They were caught, caught a possession charge or something. They go into jail. They detox, cold detox, but they detox. Just enough time in there to detox. Then they get out on probation. Um, but because they never got the actual help that they needed to address their addiction, they go commit another crime to be able to get the money to afford another hit. They violate their parole. They, provide, they violate their probation by either um, committing the crime or using the drugs. They get locked up again. Enough time to get to detox. They get back out. And the cycle just keeps repeating itself. And so we as a country have to look at what this, what the effects of the war on drugs has done and how we're actually getting people to be well and not just cycling them through a criminal justice system that has no treatment and no intervention and no end in sight to how we really address this issue. Um, and so I really, even though it's not necessarily what Alice Goffman talks about in this book, I really wanted to make that point. Because it's a huge issue. It's a major issue. And it's a major, potentially unintended consequence 
of um, this war on drugs. And so this is Nisi at the NT Book Review. And we're talking about On the Run, Fugitive Life in American City by Alice Goffman. I gave it three stars on Goodreads. I hope that if you're in Albuquerque, perhaps you'll pick it up from the public library. It's also listed um, in my bookstore at myvirtuoushome.com. You can click on the bookstore there and you will see this available in the bookstore. If you listen to this podcast and um, you do pick up a copy of On the Run, please share it with me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, hashtag Macy's Library. I'd love to know how you all are reading and um, what, what you all are reading and what your thoughts are on this book, On the Run. Um, here's to creating a more peaceful and just society for everybody. Much love. Peace.